0: Welcome to Bible Chicks, women who are normally just as-is, but we're at our supernatural best when we choose to read, believe, and live out God's Word, whatever's going on in our lives. So get ready to laugh with us and be blessed as you hear our unique stories and inspiring music. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be good. Reading, believing, living His Word. Praying, never receiving
1: all the truth that we've heard Loving and growing and hoping
2: our faith is showing Don't you know we're Bible Chicks?
0: Hi, I'm Carol Brewer, and welcome to another Bible Chick show. Today we have fabulous songwriter, singer, author, um, you know, radio talk show host, all of these Woo-hoo. fantastic aspects of her ministry, of her mission to reach out to people for Jesus Christ. And we have I'm just blessed to have Lisa Daggs with us today. Thanks, Carol. Thanks for being here.
3: Absolutely. And you have a brand new album out called Regardless. I do. It hasn't even been released. It's just like a semi-release right now. Um, so we're kind of hanging on to it, see if there's some interest from the record companies. We've got a few little hits on it, so we'll see. But they can, they can go and listen to some of it on YouTube.
0: So. Well, I'm interested, and you have a, you. a great
3: song. Would you introduce that song? Let's listen to that right away. Okay, it's called Forgiveness is a Powerful Thing, and I wrote that before I found out some things were happening in my life that if they'll stay tuned with us, they'll hear about later. Um, I wrote it with um, James Bubba Hudson and Chuck Leonard in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's called, and isn't it though, Forgiveness is a Powerful Thing.
2: Forgiveness and- the power As I fell to my knees Don't you know that forgiveness is a powerful thing It heals the wounds It washes clean All the bitterness and anger Emptiness and pain A blood of tears That melts away The hurt that separates
0: How powerful. Yes, forgiveness. Thanks for that message, Lisa. Thanks for putting your thoughts and your prayers into a message that we can really be
3: blessed by. It was a great song. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's fun to be forgiven. It's not quite as easy to forgive, but we need to if we want to be forgiven, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, how did you find that truth in your life about how
0: powerful forgiveness is. I mean, we, it's not an easy thing, is it? That's for sure. We kind of, we wrestle with it, don't we? We, well, it's, it's a thing
3: to do. It's, yeah. Well, I had to experience, I think, it first. You know, I had to experience it through Christ's love for me before I could ever learn to forgive somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And it started, you know, I was raised in the church when I was young. And um, born in Los Angeles and raised in Sacramento, California. So I am a California native. I have two older brothers, and um, my parents divorced when I was 10. And so um, that was really traumatic in my life. It was, that was the greatest fear in my life growing up, is um, having to possibly go through a divorce. So I waited later in life to get married. But before that big event in my life, um, I was always involved in in school, things like anything that I could um, prove to you that that I was worth something. So, I was very competitive. I was involved in swim team, dive team, cheerleading. Um, I modeled with my mom. I was a song leader. I was a pepster. I was cheerleader. I was social chairman. I was historian. It was. I was just an overachiever. And tell and, me
0: about your mom, though. What kind of influence did oh, my she have during this time? My mom was
3: incredible. She's she's my prayer warrior. I mean, she was the. she's the reason I'm even here breathing right now. I mean, beside the fact that she gave birth to me, um, but that I'm still alive. Live, you know, and that we're even right. here having this interview because mm-hmm. she prayed for me through some of the most difficult times in my life.
0: And did she was she a
3: believer? Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, the- she she and my father got married and then she accepted the Lord. There was a four-square um, evangelist named um oh mama Wold was her name, and she came to door to door and she led my mom to the Lord um back before I was even born. So my mom became a Christian in her own home, and so everything changed for her. She fell in love with Jesus. Mm. So. And so the,
0: the kinds of things that she said to you while you were growing up and all, you were just, uh, did she, she, took you to church and you got involved, you said you were cheerleading and all these things, but were some of these things
3: activities with Christian groups too? Absolutely. We were, she had us in church every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, anytime there was an evangelist coming through town, there was, we were there, we mm. were there. All the time. And how about the music? I mean, that's just a natural gift. So, were you singing early on? I was. My first solo was age three in Madera, California. And I sang a song called I Love to Go to Sunday School. Mm -hmm. And they pushed the piano bench up to the pulpit mic. And then, um, you know, I sang in all the ensembles and choirs and singing Mm -hmm. Christmas Tree and different events that went on. So, yeah, I've always loved to sing and I was involved in the church. However, like many of us, we get a taste of the world, and so we get attracted to that and go out, and then when things get rough, we hightail it back to the altar and hit our knees and promise to God that we won't do it if He just gets us out of the mess, and then we get out of the mess. He helps us out of that, and then we inch our way back to the world, and then we come running back, and I mean, I know I'm not the only one with this story, but... Um, but, there's, but there's it's a, a real story. It's, it's, it's my story, and it really, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a, a near-death experience for me at the end of my running. Yeah, so you,
0: you experienced all these fun things that you were involved in church, but then you know, kind of like looking at the, at the world, getting attracted, because you know, we as musicians, and I understand this low self-esteem thing, because we look at, maybe when I was growing up too, looking at that platform, as a means to get that bottom line, that love and acceptance, you know, oh look at her, isn't that fantastic? She does so well, and you know, just looking for those strokes. So we do, and I did also do the same thing. So, what was the point that you accepted Christ then, growing up? For
3: well, I accepted Christ when I was really young. I just happened to um, backslide, and I still believe the whole time I was getting involved in drugs and alcohol. You know, it didn't just happen overnight, but it was a what do they call it? it a slow fade, you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't think you're in trouble until you realize, oh my gosh, look how far I've come. What age do you think you kind of started in that direction? Just, you know, I would be curious to see. I think junior high school okay. is when it mm-hmm. started. Um, and then continued through my high school years. Mm-hmm. And then I went to college um, for a few years. And I was going to school to um Uh, major in music and minor in voice and I started making music singing and so I never went back to college (laughs) so I was like 17 units shy of graduating but I've been singing ever since so that part worked out (laughs) it did um it wasn't without a few bumps along the way but um you know it came to the point where um I my addiction had spiraled so out of control that um you know it wasn't just For play anymore. It was a necessity for me in my life to survive, Um, or so I thought. It called my name daily. Um, It got to a place where I moved to Nashville, Tennessee to become that big star. Um, I thought I was going to be a country gospel artist when I went, you know, and like I said, I never, ever lost sight of Jesus Christ being the son of God, dying for my sin, I knew all of that to be truth, mm-hmm, absolute truth. Mm-hmm. I just ran way ahead of him and his plan, and I had my own goals and desires that Lisa wanted, and I was going to help him out and get him done a little quicker, right? And I did so great yeah. that, I, uh, <laughs> that I, you know, just, I started using um, and selling to support my habit. Cocaine became my choice of drug, drank every day worked at TGI Fridays as a master bartender in Nashville, sang in the studios at night, sang in the clubs, had an all-girl band called Heartland. And then at the end of my running um, in Nashville, my dreams had not come true the way I'd hoped they had because when you're not following Christ, Nothing good happens, you know? And so I packed up everything, and I moved back to the Sacramento area. In fact, not too far. Because this is where your
0: mom was? Right. Yeah, uh
3: This is where I was raised. So I I actually was going to buy a house not too far from where we are right now. Um, That's why I moved back. And um, shortly after that, I got arrested for drunk driving a couple of times, and I got arrested for possession, and then I got arrested for possession for sale. And I had sworn myself to be out of the music business for a while, but it... um, you know, once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. And so, I had formed an all-girl band, and we were getting ready to... We were singing in the clubs in Tahoe and the whole Nevada circuit and getting ready to go on a Department of Defense tour when I got arrested for the very last time. And all of a sudden, I found myself facing three to five in prison.
0: Department of Defense. I think you needed some defense at that <laughs> point. <laughs> Thank God he came to mine, right? Uh-huh. He
3: came to my rescue. Right. So, yeah. I was scared. And your
0: story is certainly not unusual because, in, you know, the whole music scene and the business aspects and all of that, it's very wooing and exciting to be on on stage for maybe, what, an hour or maybe a two-hour concert, and then the rest of that whole time planning ahead for the next one and all the different aspects that are, oh my gosh, involved in getting to that next Concert oh, yeah. or that next
3: time when we when we can express ourselves, right, right. Well, in the clubs, it's not a one hour. We're really right. blessed yeah. to do Christian music because yeah. it's a forty five minute or a one hour, you know, yeah. event or Otherwise, ministry. The, date. the clubs
0: are like nine to one yeah. or, or eight eleven or wait, to four. Yeah, or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, those whichever when you long land, right.
3: So. Yeah, it it does take a lot, and a lot of people see us up there even as as believers and think, you know, oh, I really want to do that, but they don't understand the sacrifice it took to get there. And and are we grateful that we were chosen to do this? Yes, it's I think the love in our lives to be able mm-hmm. to to share, you know, what we do and be creative like that. Um,
0: but what's the difference? Whether it's a gift of music or a gift of um just being, you know, scientist or you know, uh, you know, we're we're right brain girls, but there's the left brain. The real, you know, they, we all are gifted in different ways, and so if we find out we do a really great job at something, that's the thing we go for. But it's really easy to be maybe wooed away from our focus on the Lord because people will just see that as successful, or they'll use that, and that's so. Really, I think musicians. It's easy for us, but it's probably other easy for other people in business or other areas too. I don't think we're that unique
3: in. None of us are, Carol. We think Mm -hmm. we are, but you Mm -hmm. know, um, it's a real fine line to be self absorbed or Mm -hmm. Christ centered, and I think it's a daily a daily thing to be present in our heart and our mind to be our heart set on what it is that He wants us to do because we are. We're basically selfish people. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're a singer or a scientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're human. Right. And so, um, serving self is, it feels good.
2: Mm-hmm. But
3: we know through experience, and, and me in particular, I know from my own life that serving Christ is um, the ultimate fulfillment in my life. And at times when I'm chasing hard after something that's my own will, it feels good at the moment. But the end result is is never as rewarding as being obedient.
0: I'm grateful that you were obedient because you're able to share your story. I'm going to find out a little bit more when we come back about how you beat the the desire for drugs, how you put Christ above that, and I'm excited to hear that story, and we're going to hear more about what's going on with you right now. So we'll be right back. and event planners. Carol Brewer brings both the message and the music as she presents the King and I Women's Retreat. You'll deepen your walk with Jesus as you discover the heart-healing truths that establish your real identity as an heiress in His kingdom. Be refreshed and reassured in His presence and delight in singing His praises. Carol works closely with each event planner, ensuring a successful, life-transforming weekend away. Learn more at BibleChicks.com.
1: Reading, believing, living his word. Don't you know we're Bible chicks?
0: We're back with recording artist, fabulous speaker, just super friend, Lisa Daggs. Lisa, thanks so much for being with us again today. And I, we were going to pick it up where we left off about your journey getting busted, as mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. And then, you know, being on your knees uh, before the Lord. And uh, who helped you with, you know, sobriety? Who helped you get through and
3: get clean? Well, you know, I fought the law. And the law won, and that was a great starting point for me, because I knew that I was not going to be able to go on the tour that I worked so hard for. Um, so when you lose something that you work hard for, sometimes it gets your attention. God used that to um, get my attention. And so I knew I was facing three to five in prison, and a girl like me did not want to go to prison. Um, I don't believe I would be um, who I am today had I had to go that journey. Um, and so, God mercifully spared me. I didn't deserve it, but that's what grace is about, right? And yes. unmerited favor. We, mm-hmm. we don't deserve salvation, you know? If that's all He did for me, is just salvation saved my soul, and not eight CDs later, and all the nice, He did more than I deserved. Um, but I went through rehab Lovely. I was gonna go sing to all the military men on a Department of Defense tour with my all-girl band. We were ready to go. And I got arrested and I went to a rehab of 20 women instead. Talk about humbling. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed there for 42 plus days. Um had my last court appearance and found out that I was um gonna be on probation for four years. I had a healthy fine and um you know, I, I, I was, A healthy I was
1: fine. A healthy a
3: healthy <laughs> fine. Everything it, that I had saved from it was everything. was expensive, in other words. Yeah, I, I've had to pay a lot of money. And mm-hmm. so, everything that I had saved, I had to pay towards um, the Office of Revenue and Reimbursements. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I was on probation. And I stayed in the rehab until my last court date when they said, you know, this is your sentence and I didn't have to go to prison. Um, and I went back to my mom's house and, um, started working on my, I mean, well, I started working on my sobriety when I went to Alpha Oaks Recovery Home for Women in Carmichael, California. And I was on the board there for a long time and, um, just a great place to learn how as addicts, addict alcoholics, we get very, um, undisciplined. And so I learned how to do things on a real simple basis. It was just a daily thing on this day. I'm going to do my laundry on this day. I'm going to, I'm, I'm part of this team on this day. It was all very structured because we become very wild in our undisciplined life. So, the church helped me a lot. I had a 200 hours community service. And so, I did all, get this, Carol, I did all 200 hours at Capitol Christian Center. I had taken off from Capitol Christian Center, if they were listening to the first part of the show, to go to Nashville to be a big star. And I came back and was was working 200 hours of community service and working off my my uh, sentence so I worked in the office there and then Lowell Lundstrom he's an evangelist came through and I ended up singing alto for them for six months to a year I did my first CD shared my testimony all over the United States with them and then I signed with word records and I did the angel in your eyes Mm -hmm. and then the second one was the only truth I know uh, or love is the bottom line was after angel in your eyes. So I did those two with pachyderm with John and Dino Elefante and word. And then, uh, you know, I just recorded my eighth one. So when I was sitting, I had, this is an important turning point in my life. When I was sitting in downtown Sacramento County jail, I asked God how I got there. And in that still small whisper of a voice, I was listening cause I needed to hear from him. I'm like, I don't understand. How did I get here? And he whispered to me, uh, compromise because of your compromise these are your consequences Mm. and I knew I needed to make a radical change in my life and so I said to him if you get me out of this mess I will never quit telling people what you've done for me and it's been 25 years
0: well we serve a radical savior
3: Yes, we do. With
0: the, you know, so, the radical mess is not uh, threatening
3: to him at all, is it? No, you know um, and that's why I pray that I do carry the message and not the mess when I go around. But, um, yeah, he can do all things. And
0: radical in the sense of the way he... Loves and treats women where no other religion in the world has that kind of regard, and, and we're wonderfully and fearfully made. Mm-hmm. 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 That's for sure. You have a, a scripture that you wanted to share us. Well, you know,
3: I and I a do story because, about that. um, you know, I I was doing what they call celebrate recovery or mm-hmm. or Christian recovery before CR was ever founded, and so. In a way, um, it was a scary thing for me to do, but I came to a place where I didn't. I I did still twenty five years ago when I got clean, so I'm not so much now care that much about what people think about me. It's not my bloodline. It's not my breath. It's not my lifeline for everybody to like me. I just need to serve my God and and have Him approve of me. You know, and because I am broken. Um, it, I like I like this scripture in Second Corinthians where it talks about the the treasures in jars of clay, mm-hmm. and it was really neat. I've been able to travel with Bill and Gloria Gaither, and she actually texted me a few weeks ago. She was reading a, a devotion that reminded her of me, and it was out of this same passage in Second Corinthians where. It says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And I believe, you know, even in my Christian walk, I had to walk through the scariest part of my life, uh, even far more than the arrest that I had to face. Um, It was... um, It was a a, a divorce and forgiveness that they heard at the top of the program. Um, Forgiveness is a powerful thing came out of that. or I didn't even know that what was going on in my marriage and I wrote that song. And and so the taste of betrayal is something that I've had to swallow that was quite a bitter taste. And I've learned how to stand on my feet. But something that's broken, you take a jar that's broken and maybe the whole back piece of it is out and you put a candle in it. And it's going to shine beautifully through the cracks, but one that has not been broken, that solid mass um, structure, is not going to shine the light out of it nearly as beautiful. So I think that vulnerability breeds vulnerability, and I believe that if we pour ourselves out and we are honest about where we've been, we have more of a chance of reaching someone else who's broken and help them pick up the pieces. Because if we come to them as we were perfect and put together, then there's really nothing they don't. They don't feel that they fit in, and I've never met um, a person who's one hundred percent perfect. No, not yet. Well, no, no. Well, there was one, and they crucified him. Absolutely. You know, he's the only one.
0: Right. It's Christ. It's it's. He's the one that um, gave his all for us, and. To be able to receive that truth, to understand that, I'm so glad that you found that truth and that you, God has given you such a powerful platform. So, for our listeners that want to find out more, get your music, get your fabulous new album, regardless, where can they go, Lisa? How can we find out?
3: LisaDags.net. And then they can look at me, Lisa Dags, on uh, Facebook. It's... Um you know, Facebook.com, Lisa.dags.9. Um, you can just Google me. <laughs> um, also, my music is available on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon. I have my own Pandora station. And I love that I'm the host of Reality Check Recovery Talk on the Radio, where we have people just like me come in and share their story of um, recovery and what life was like for them, what happened, and what it's like now. I even have counselors. In fact, uh, last Sunday night, I had um, um, Stephanie Lake, who's the Lead counselor for alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs from University of California at Davis, and she was giving us some great insight on these new trending drugs of Molly, Dabs, Butter. Um, and then um, spice that's in weed. And weed used to be, if anybody out there ever smoked it years ago, it was only like 5% THC, and now it's up to like the 78%, and it's putting our kids in psych wards. We're so going to want to hear that show. Things, things that they need to know. So reality hmm. check. I also have a, a website, but lisadags.net, you can get anywhere from there.
0: And your show is on
3: The Fish. It and, is. And so we can look for that at and your the website. New, right, and, and can... the new CD is called Regardless, and it's wild how all the songs under Regardless Uh, Just fit under that whole word um, that we're going to finish this race, and there's no turning back, no matter what, regardless. Well,
0: regardless, also could mean that you know you care. It's careless, but Scripture tells us that we can cast all our cares upon Him because He cares for you. And when we do that, even though we have the memory of the thing we've done, the sin, the, ba- the past, we don't have to live with that anymore because we have a fresh new start in Jesus, a new life. And I've also experienced that, and I wrote a song called New Life, and it's my privilege right now to be able to share that song with you.
1: beginning, a fresh new start, another chance to change my heart. I'm a new creation, born of God, filled with His Spirit and love. New life, a new life. I've given his yoke is easy his burden night and i'm walking by faith not by sight into life a new life i've given him my heart and he's given to me a new
0: in Christ. That is what Lisa and I have found. And our hope for you and our prayer for you is that you've found new life in Him, too. You know, it's not just restoring. It's new. It's fresh. It's a new beginning for all of us. I hope today that you will find that new beginning. Just give Jesus a try. Honestly, He's waiting, and He will prove Himself to you. Won't you do that? If you want to find out more about Bible Chicks, go to BibleChicks.com and find out, get our schedule, get past shows, and just see our fantastic guests that we've had. Also, you can go to Facebook and go to Bible Chicks with Carol on Facebook. Like us, and we really appreciate some interaction there too. So remember that Jesus is first. His Word tells us that in Him we live, move, and have our being.
1: Reading, believing, living His Word. Praying, never receiving all the truth that we've heard. Loving and growing.
2: Hoping our faith is showing Don't you know we're Bible chicks?